All right, so we're back again. Uh, and by back again, that means I fucked up the first trial of recording this. Uh, so welcome to the Alternative Blacks podcast. There was a lot that I started with the on the other episode and or on the other try of this recording. And I'm not even going to try to try to redo that. So welcome to the show. I am your host, Tyler Washington, joined with Chris Kissinger. That's right. So today we have a really special intro to a new series that we are doing. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to discuss the history of beer around the world, um, how it came to be, the different variations of beer, um, and really push against the traditional sense of beer uh, being from Europe only. You know, basically starting so far along in the true history of beer, and you know, beer is a worldwide thing, um, but it's something that we don't really you know touch with here in America. So uh, I think it's going to be really fun to kind of dig deep into the history of ancient civilizations and how important uh, brewing these drinks were to the different people around the world. Yeah, and to summarize that, we're going to talk about the non-white, the non-whiteness of craft beer. Yes, or just beer in general. But let's start the show. Let's. let's. <laughs> Let's. As I'm throwing stuff around. Oh, so before we get into what we're drinking, before the sample game, welcome to Studio B. I'm so excited to have you in here for the first time. What are your thoughts? It's a studio and it's B. Yeah. You, you I know, give it a B. No. <laughs> it's a studio and I give it a B. No, it's a it's it's an awesome space. Um, it's like official, if you will. Um, there's It's way more official than anything that uh, we've ever recorded out of you know, regularly. So this is pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to have you down here. Um, there's a lot of people in the apartment today. They're just not in the apartment today yet. <laughs> we have a lot of guests and, uh, nobody that's going to be on the show, but it, it, it's a really fun environment to be around. We like to bring people in to do different interviews. Uh, and I like to force craft beer on them. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's While a really you're fun. Here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, you're here. You want to try this? Talk it, uh, but, but I'm excited to talk about this. Uh, this series we've been thinking about this for a while. Uh, there was the news article about the brewing site in Egypt that was found that was supposedly like one of the oldest breweries to be discovered. Right, right, and uh, it's it's been known or it's been told for a while that like your beer, the the greatness of beer is you have Germany, you have Britain, and then you have America. And uh, I, I think there's a lot that is glossed over there. You know, the reasons that you're hearing like, oh, black people don't like craft beer or like it's a white space because nobody else wants to really be in it, I think is uh, partially from the whitewashing of the beer narrative to begin with. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I kind of I kind of feel like it goes towards the idea of, you know, history in general, not just beer history, but, mm -hmm. you know, history in general is written by the victor. So it makes sense that a country founded by people coming from England would have a Eurocentric idea of beer because they don't understand the, you know, the traditions of the history of places in Africa or places in, you know, the Far East or down in South America, even, you know, these, these places. So, uh, it, it, it kind of makes sense to me as to why we think of beer the way we do. And in this, you know, 
box as if it's not in a box already for most people, you know, it's, it's even more so when you think about the different styles of brewing that have gone on throughout history. So, right. And I think that's something that we touch upon a lot during these different episodes is the fact that we talk about topics that aren't necessarily focused in craft beer a lot. And it's because of how like they parallel each other, you know, whitewashing of history as we just talked about, like it being written by the victors. It's the same way with craft beer. So that's why we don't often speak specifically about beer, but I'm excited about this series. So before we have the beer, we're going to talk about this, uh, purity law from from germany you know we did the live with hops and charlie and yeah. her dad kind of went by this uh when it's she is her dad is a purity purist. law purist exactly and so when we start talking about these different countries you know a lot of the reasons why people sometimes tend to leave them out of the conversation is because they don't always fall in line with this purity law and so german beer uh purity law around what 1516 requires that nothing other than barley, hops, and water be used to produce beer, which is really interesting because now the craft beer world has completely turned that on its head. Right, yeah, and and that, you know, that's kind of why we would want we wanted to get into this discussion as well. It's not just because, you know, hey, beer isn't just a white people's thing and that's kind of been our shtick with the podcast has been talking about how beer isn't just for you know, the prevailing group in America that, that drinks it, you know, craft beer, um, and the variety of flavors and brewing styles that you see in craft beer. It's, it's not something that's foreign to beer in general because of the different methods worldwide that, uh, you know, different cultures used to brew their brand of beer, their brand of traditional, uh, you know, drink is it's, it's so vast and, and varied that, you know, to think that it just came from this one very narrow place and, you know, to discount everything else is to kind of do a disservice really to what creatives here in America's craft beer scene or even worldwide can do in terms of creating something refreshing, something new, something, some good, uh, some good variety because I think one thing that we can both say about the craft beer industry is like you, there's, there's a couple prevailing styles and like everyone does them and they can get tiring such as, you know, like new England IPAs, for example, or any number of sours. Yes. Sours can be very different, but man, like if you don't do it right, like it's all just a sour beer at the end of the day. So there's different ways to brew beer that can give you different flavors and, if we're just confined to the traditional pure, you know, European style of brewing, then we're losing out on this whole other realm of brewing beer. Yeah. And that's always been the thing. It's like when, when you stop different cultures, especially different cultures that have such a heavy influence on flavor when it comes to, to food and like even just flavor in general like like not the traditional flavor of like food but like flavor 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 Uh, i think it's a disservice to the beer industry and 
we need to get back to the roots almost to say like, like why don't we explore this a little more, which some brewing companies like, uh, down in DC, I know Oak Park has done a couple different things that like go towards more of the traditional, like African style of brewing that we'll talk about on a later episode. Right. Right. And down in DC is Sankofa. Um, you know, we've gone this far, but, uh, what are we drinking? Ah, but first, beer. <laughs> but now we have, beer. we have this beautiful beer in front of us. It is. Black, black is beautiful is. beer in front of us. Um, what we have sitting here is a black is beautiful beer brewed by a tattered flag, um, which is out of Middletown, PA, a little bit south of Harrisburg, PA, the capital of Pennsylvania. You know, kind of right in the middle. Kind of, yeah, kind of right, right in the middle. And Sorry, Tyler can't. You a Tyler can't open a, a beer can apparently. But you did it without any um, splashies. Yeah, it, it's it it's very active when you open it up for sure. So yes, let's see how beer. we pour. Let's see how this pours. I can only imagine. Yeah, only imagine how I pour it. I, well, I, look at this. Yeah, this is yeah. Oh, that's heady. You're gonna have ninety percent head, I think. That's heady topper. I have about fifty percent head here. And this is. This is categorized as an imperial stout, ten percent, um, and they don't they don't have any other uh, tasting notes on here besides oh, an imperial stout. So how? Yeah, that's right. Fuck you. How you Wait, like no, that no. for? Your glass is wider. <laughs> don't blame it on the glass. Blame, blame it, it on, on the glass. What do you think of this? Have you had? Have you have you tasted it yet? Oh, you know, I'm looking at it. and It looks black, and it's beautiful. Ah, that's nice. Just a really solid imperial stout. A nice low ten. Yeah, ten percent. Um, probably a little closer to the original recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, by my estimation. Are you getting like a after like after note of sweetness? Like it's like. Slightly, but I'm getting a little more smoky actually hmm. throughout the whole thing that kind of tempers down the sweetness, I guess. I see what you mean though, yeah. Like right at the end there's a nice little bit of sweetness. Just kicks up a little bit. Yeah, you're just kicking it up a notch. It's interesting. I enjoy it thoroughly. I'd what give would this, you what would you rate this? I'd give this a solid one. Um <laughs> No, it's probably a four for me. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I like my my brain like broke for a second when you <laughs> when said, I said one. one. Like what? It's like I get the joke that like you say something's good and you give it a shit rating, but like, <laughs> geez, man. So you're going four. I'm also going four. I think we're both in agreement on this one. I feel like I'm getting closer to what? you. We agree. Well, that's the funny thing. We always agree. It's just. <laughs> What we rate it. What we rate it. Oh, I'm on mine. I just realized. Wow, that was fake. I mean, I rated a four too, so eh, I'll do it later. All right. So black is beautiful. Tattered flag once again um, out of Middletown, Pennsylvania. Uh, picked this up coming home from the office at at uh, Bresky's, which has great selection. I thought the office was Scranton. <sighs> Just gonna let that one marinate. As I look at the camera, <laughs> breaking the fourth wall. 
<laughs> I don't even think I looked at the camera. Oh, man. All right. So, disclaimer, I got my COVID shot, uh, my second round of my COVID shot recently, and I I think I'm a little out of it. Like, I, I think it's it's doing the damn thing. It's doing and, the damn, oof, but the good thing, though, The good right? thing, but wow, wow, is it, has it hit me. Like, the first time I got it, it was like the arm bothered me, but now it's like the arm, the back a little bit, and... I've just I felt a little cloudy like all day. I'm just like a little little. You're, you're a little it. double dry hop there. A little double dry hopped. You can't really see through my glass. And wow, yeah. Wow, wow. You're, you're very opaque, huh? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's rough. So, uh, do we do the sample? Yeah, why not? I I I picked this sample because I think it goes great with what we're doing. It's Nas. I know it. It's not Nas. If I was with. Wait, what was that song? If I ruled the world. Oh. What'd you think I said? I thought you were trying to go for I know I can be, be what, what I, I want to be. be. Huh, 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 huh. If I work hard at it. No. Um, I let my kids listen to Nas. <laughs> Paul, would you let your kids listen to Nas? I mean, I would. I mean, yeah, I would too. But, but, but Mr. Hughes... That's right. He probably wouldn't let his kids listen to real Nas. After Not like a second. Just, I like, know I yeah. can. All right. So what do you got for me? What do we got music wise? This is from uh, Jimmy Durant. 1965. You Jimmy say, Durant's Way of Life. You say Duran Duran? <laughs> I said Kevin Durant. <sighs> now it's called uh, I'll Be Seeing You. So here we go. Oh, this is Lupe Fiasco. Ooh, yeah. yeah. This is uh, All Black Everything. Man, you're you're on it today, huh? Look, I, I was, when I was in high school, I was putting a video together based off, I was trying a project that I never got to finish. Um, my, the, the teacher for the nightlife, like the video program, wasn't completely on board with what I was trying to do, so she kind of try to stop me from doing it but you know how uh what is it i think last week tonight john oliver how he'll do like the stock photos or he'll do like the stock video yeah yeah, and he'll make a joke out of it i was trying to make a music video for all black everything with just youtube videos and so i was ripping videos from youtube different nature things like spike lee i was using like because he's mentioned and different different other things. And uh, I was showing a lot of images of Africa. But I, I was going to try to put together a complete music video for All Black Everything. Based off of just like videos I could find mm. on YouTube. And I never got to finish it. But so I've I've heard the song very often. Very, very often. Yeah. Well, this is one of my... This, this is my favorite song off of Lasers. Um, which is a controversial album. Very. To say the least. Um, and the reason that it didn't play right away after you said it was because it's actually blocked on YouTube. Age restricted on YouTube, this song. You told of all me? The songs, and I don't understand why. Of all the songs that could be age restricted that we had on here, is for it, some reason, All Black Everything is age restricted. Is it because Lupe made Eminem black? That's got to be it. <laughs> Because that's just that's just foul. But here is All Black Everything by Lupe Fiasco. Sometimes 
song if i remember that has to be put in the the show notes uh yeah if you remember it it was a very interesting take i i like uh it kind of reminds me of the like star wars but make it black like you know like what this was that song was the reason that i fought a lot of people on the fact that lasers wasn't just like a cop-out like sellout album because for the sound, it it was like closer to commercial, but like he was still talking about things. And then like this song is a complete reimagination of you know African the life. African diaspora. Yeah, it's great. I I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, it for me it was the shift of thought. It was like how how do you change your approach to something, or how do you reimagine what the world could look like? And that's why I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, it's just a quality ass fucking song. If there w- if there wasn't this kind of evil overthrowing, you know, the the literal rape of Africa, you know, where would we be? So it it was it was amazing because it's it's almost and and that's what that's why I'm like kind of angry that it's like age restricted like there's nothing in there that's a, that's violent there's there's no i don't even think there's a curse word in there it, it's the challenge of the american yeah. way of thinking we're imagining what history was it's the same reason that people are angry about like statues being torn down it's an erasure of history well like well no not really because my favorite line is when has a statue taught you anything when have you learned something from looking at a statue right and then They'll go, oh, well, you know, then why do you care it's there? It's like because you're glorifying something like there's there's a figure there. Like, why do dictators put a statue of themselves up? There's a reason. There's a, there's a power is that's taken that's down that. yeah. as soon as that dictatorship is because it's overthrown. a symbol. It's a symbol of power. And then they don't want to acknowledge that because it's still love. It is a example of the white supremacist dictatorship that still exists very much so in the American government. I like how you did that there. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Is that a song? It is now. <laughs> Somebody send us a beat so that we can make fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. <laughs> that could be a TikTok challenge. I don't know how. It the could fuck them challenge? <laughs> the fuck them challenge. Yeah. All right, so one of the notes. I, I've been setting out a survey monkey. That also might be in the show notes if you're listening to it and you haven't filled out the survey. It should be existing there and click on it and answer some questions for us because we would truly appreciate it. But we tend to get off topic. We do tend to get off topic. So let's talk about this topic. Uh, so this topic. This is the intro to the next couple episodes. And I think, you know, let's just kind of explore these different areas of the world where beer existed for probably much longer than we imagined beer to exist outside of Germany, the Czech Republic, like Europe, America. Well, yeah, because, you know, general knowledge suggests, obviously, that the first recorded barley beer was out of Mesopotamia, which is, you know, that's basically out of the first, you know, recorded human civilization. 
in the Middle East, um, what, what would today be Iran. So that's kind of where beer began. And it was at that point, a lot of people think that beer came about right around the time that bread was invented, right? So you have bread, now you have beer. Um, because of the fermentation, you leave something out in the sun, you know, some chemistry happens. Uh, <laughs> all them chemistry. All the chemistries happen and you get and you get beer. That's right. But uh, you know, there there's a lot of whoa. How's your audio sound now? Wow, the audio actually sounds good. <laughs> it's almost like you plugged me in properly. I'm like looking over at this and it's just sticking much higher than mine. And I'm like, why is this? Why does your black little pole look bigger than my black pole? So I had to make sure it was shoved all the way in. All of a sudden, I think I'm in the podcast now. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode. No. Um, but back to back to the history of beer, kind of the invention of beer is barley beer anyway. Mesopotamia. Um, I believe I believe the number is about 5,000 BC on that where we get where we get mention of beer in places like um, the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is uh, which is a um, epic, an epic. I want to say I want to I don't think it's Mesopotamian. I think it's. the civilization after Mesopotamia, but I could be wrong. It could be Mesopotamian, but that's referencing basically that's kind of, that's kind of like the religious story from, from their ancestors back then. So, um, basically beer has been around as long as there has been, have been civilizations where people have settled. And then there's even some, uh, there's even some evidence of certain trend, like transitory groups actually making beer who, who were good enough to still cultivate grain. So hmm. it, it, it's a very old thing. So what I'm hearing is beer is the best thing since bread. And then fun fact, <sighs> Betty White is older than sliced bread. Mm. So sliced bread is the best thing since Betty White. <laughs> Wait, did you just call Betty White beer? Well, no, Betty White would be the best thing since beer. And then sliced bread is the best thing. Oh, I love cheese. What about cheese? When did cheese get invented? I don't know. All right. Someone left milk out too long. You keep talking about beer. I'm finding out answers about cheese. This is now the Alternative Cheese Podcast. The Alternative Cheese Podcast. No, so... uh, Today we kind of want to just go over the traditional sense. Eight thousand BC, holy shit! Eight thousand BC. So we're so cheese was way beer was the best thing since bread was the best thing since cheese. Cheese, and then beer was the best thing since bread, and then Betty White White was was the best best thing thing since beer, beer, and and then then sliced bread bread was the best thing since Betty White. White. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we just did that. So, so we wanted to just kind of go over the traditional history of beer, European history of beer, which is kind of like, I, I, I would think of it as like where we are now with beer history in America, like the beer culture, where we're pulling things 
generally um, in the mainstream sense and even in the quote-unquote mainstream craft beer sense would be the European branch of the tree, right? Because it seems like a lot of these, uh, like every civilization is creating their fermented grain, alcoholic drink independently of each other. Um, so it's not that it was invented in Europe per se. It's just we're coming off of that branch due to the obvious history, the obvious European history of America. Um, so that's kind of what we wanted to get into today to set the foundation for discussing other branches of the tree and where we can expand and expand our knowledge and expand our thought of what is beer. Yeah. Thanks, Tyler. You're welcome. No, I'm very excited because we we kind of went over this earlier. It's just like you got these German purity laws coming out of 1516. But what you're saying, like, what was it, 5000 BC that we're talking about? Like beer, bread and beer coming around, which what a wonderful combination. Um, <laughs> but, but, well, beer is liquid bread. Right. Exactly. Which is uh, drinkable bread. It, it's it's a great quote from our good friend Bagel Bites official. <laughs> he has many great quotes. But uh, like bagel bites official. Yeah, because we're, we're seeing these purity laws in 1516. We're, we're seeing the invention of like a Pilsner in 1842. Um, but we're, we're not talking about the other elements that exist. You know, Africa, as far as I am concerned or my knowledge suggests that there, there's no like craft beer destination of going to Africa. But it has some of the richest and deepest histories involving beer. Like when you even talk about pouring some out for your like your homies and like your ancestral things. And so even like I think I was talking to Marquise and that necessarily wasn't I forget where that originated from, but I think it necessarily wasn't what would have been brought over to America through slavery and everything like that. But it's very interesting to see that even though that tradition wasn't from the region that like slaves would have been coming from, it still ended up being part of our like cultural like story. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 exactly. Exactly. I, it's interesting because remember when we talked about man, this is this must have been like the first show we ever did where we kind of talked about how Welcome to the Alternative Blacks. <laughs> yeah, one. go go check it out on on Spotify. It's right. Break the fourth wall. Um, this is death pool. The first episode we kind of, I, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, hey, like these these traditions here were they being created at the same time, independently of their of each other of, of traditions elsewhere, to where it kind of feels like almost, you know, that these are somehow subconsciously carried over. By our ancestors or were they were we split into two branches and there are certain things that still align with the way that we kind of progress our traditions and progress our culture um you know just through the power of the ancestry of the people teaching their children what they know even though we've been displaced separated you know so that so that we can't you know, kind of have our power or our knowledge of our ancestry, but still independently being able to 
kind of create that again for ourselves. And, you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting thought in terms of how beer is being brewed in different continents at the same time. Um, and such a varied way. Yeah. Like it's, it's all very different because it's not just, it, it it's obviously every climate is different. So it's, it's, there's a lot to do with geography and then there's, you know, whatever, whatever is the prevailing grain of the area is, is very important as well. And even what they call it, the way they do it is slightly different in every, in every place. So it's, it's very interesting. And, you know, Africa for sure Oof. is. That's, that's why Africa is going to be like maybe even a two part series on its own. Just yeah. the, the different like breakups of the, the beer and like the different people. But then you even go down to like South, South Africa, up oh, sorry. South, South America. America, Patagonia, you know, which uh, we'll discuss in that episode. Well, yeah. But it, it very well might have been the home of what we talk about when we speak about beers. The, the first lager. Yeah, lagers. But we're talking about Germany. We're talking about like Great Britain. We're talking about America. But right. We, the word lager is a, is a German word for beer. So or a Germanic word for beer. Um, but where did I, those where, where did that what yeast come from? The yeast, um, we'll get into a little bit later because all the teasers, all the, all the teasers and we need to make more content. All the teasers. Oh, you almost had it. (laughs) Got Um, me quicker than that. (laughs) Man, I had a point. I had a point. Where's the point? It it was, it was separate from, from our notes. Actually, I had a point and I can't point Uh, to it. Yeast, um, Lager, dramatic. Slightly before the yeast. Ah, yes. Yes. It was my point about this is a this is a great example of why it's so incorrect to think of Africa as this monolith mm. that we do. We wouldn't think of the continent of North America as just America. Well, people in America would because we're so fucking egocentric. We're but so great. Like Canada is this different place, and those are white people. Those are mostly white people up there too. And fucking, you know, just from France instead of ah. just across a, a body really, of water. I was really about to go off about France for a second, but now we we good, we good. You good with France? Fuck France. <laughs> so, and but then we have Mexico, Central America. All of those countries are part of North America. So, and we know how different all of those countries are from the u.s yet we think of or we're taught to think of africa as just this one type of place where there are these like old poor villages and all you know all of the all this poverty and stuff and while yes there is poverty but there's poverty everywhere there's poverty right. in our own backyard there's poverty in our own backyard that should not exist poverty across the board should not exist when we look at the world as it is Absolutely. but that's another episode exactly but that's why when I was, you know, when we were doing this research onto, into... When you were doing the research. In, into <laughs> these different beers, and you think of... We've talked about Unkamboti mm-hmm. on on the podcast, and, uh, you know, the traditional African beers. There's just so much out of Africa through different areas, calling, different, calling the same thing different things, having slightly different variations, mostly using sorghum 
as the base for it. Uh, but just there's just so much there that we that you know we can't just do a whole. There has to be its own episode. We can't like smash it into one thing, and that's kind of why. That's kind of why I have like this issue with. Well, that's part of the reason I have this issue with people who just think of Africa as this one type of thing when it's just so much more of that. And this, you know, researching this beer really, uh, really brought that to the forefront for me. Like, look at all of this that we have to look into that's so different from each other. It's so varied. Yeah. And this this idea originally came from, like, oh, we'll do one quick episode. And then we started looking at it and we're like, oh, this episode is, is very in-depth and needed to be spoken about, which we were kind of concerned Going in, we were just like, oh, there's not going to be a lot of data to like talk about this because of the fact that this has been whitewashed. And then to look on top of it and be like, oh, there's somewhat like there's data available. And this just means that people choose to overlook this and not speak about it. Well, it's kind of like, do do they choose to or it's more of they choose to not try to understand it i think i think the the narrative is set and it takes more work to push against the narrative than it does to just accept what's what you're told is the true history of things right um can we fault people for being lazy in that sense yes we can but if we can give them that information. It's the willingness to adjust, learn, change your point of view, which can be very hard. I mean, I've struggled with it in the past, but I've also done it in the past. Um, it, it's how willing are you to present something that is different from what you were taught and told and then being able to take that information, look into it more understand the actual facts that exist there and make a educated decision on whether yeah you were wrong i was almost gonna pussyfoot around pussyfoot's like a cat thing it's not like a anyways uh <laughs> it's like when cats tiptoe around right because thing. of how light foot they are um <laughs> but I, I i was gonna like try to tiptoe around like afraid i guess and you know that, that that's the very that's the reality of it is being afraid to accept faults being afraid to um admit that you were wrong and i think that's what's wrong with america at the at the moment it was like we're finally getting to a point where people are pushing it where it's at the it's in people's faces more right yeah that, definitely that history was fucked up and it's not new to like a lot of black people, but it's new to a lot of white people who are being forced to sit with these facts that exist, that like the great America that has been presented to them is in fact not so great at all. Right. Yeah. And be the beer history, you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, you know, listen, we're not saying that people in craft beer are you know outwardly projecting this sense of racism or um you know these exclusionary type ideals but at the same time it's kind of like 
you aren't doing anything to really to really uh, change the narrative, change the narrative, change the space. and change. Yeah, absolutely, change the space um, and and the history. Thing about the history, it's kind of like okay, well, if you're thinking that beer is only this narrow branch off of this giant tree of world history, you know, it's only this European branch. Look, listen, we, you know, my grandfather, great grandfather, great great grandfather, you know, brewers, and this is what beer is. You know, if that's what only if that's what you only think beer is, then. One, you're going to be limited in your, you know, quote unquote creativity when you're when you're thinking about brewing and when you're thinking about making new beers and trying new beers. Uh, but also you're keeping out a a lot of people that could turn craft beer into something much more than it already is. I, I completely agree. Um I think we're kind of wrapping up on this episode, um, just as this introductory, unless there's more that you, you had to, to discuss. Um, I wish I had the notes for this, but uh, remember Poppy, my next door neighbor from 4th Street? Al's, Al's mom? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, she was, she was like a author, poet. She's just this beautiful, like, human being from Brooklyn. Right, uh, somewhat of an activist. Like I was hearing stories from her when I met up with her not too long ago, like pre, like in the, in the before times. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, some of the stories when she traveled back to Africa and stuff like that. Not not beer related, but just uh, the boldness and and she was being tracked by some of the government over there and just it, it was crazy stuff. Wow. But uh, I'm gonna drop some of her contact information in this because she also supported us in our Kickstarter and was a large reason that we were able to have this crisp audio crisp. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I kept meaning to send her over the questions and just never did. But, uh, author, just really beautiful poet. And, uh, the link to her, like her contact information and her link is going to be in the description as well. Awesome. Um, I like whispering into these microphones. Yeah. You can actually still hear us. Um, the biggest thing that I would wrap up with basically is, you know, when we talk about beer, we we think about back to Northern Europe, Germany, um, Bavarian styles of beer, mm-hmm. the Czech Pilsner, you know, these types of things. And then we think about when we think about an IPA. Obviously, the IPA is a very new thing, technically. I if guess, you think yeah, about like world history. A, yeah, 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 world history. The ah, IPA, my microphone. IPA, <laughs> your microphone's falling off the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the IPA came around in, uh, was it like the 1800s, was it, or the 1700s? I'm not Googling it now. <laughs> well, I it, when whenever Eng- England was doing its like European thing in India, yeah, when it was doing its European thing in India, um, the IPA was kind of made to survive in those temperatures for India, which is the whole reason it's called an India Pale Ale to begin with. Um, so you know, things ales existed way before way before that time but the ipa was made specifically for that but in that you can kind of see how 
this European conquest and occupancy, you know, has an effect on on the beer and a style um, and how, once again, a Eurocentric ideal can come into, you know, being the prevailing being the prevailing uh, history on on beer where it's like, OK, this is an IPA and all you see today is IPAs, right? IPAs everywhere, different types of IPAs coming off this central uh, style, but the style itself was a European style and it's not that new, but there's so many more older styles of beer that we can tap into, like the Umkamboti, like the stuff that was brewed in China, 7,000 BC, um, which didn't have barley, but was made with rice and fruits. Um, there's stuff in South, South America that's, you know, that predate lager style stuff that predates the lagers in Europe due to the yeast that was being used. And, you know, there's so many different things that we can expand upon if we just know the history and study that. And I don't think enough of the brewers get into that and enough of us really think about, you know, these different styles of beer and how we can kind of expand what we know because so many people are doing the same thing. Sometimes it can get and the, and that's tiring. that's what it is for me is like okay like what does what does beer look like if we expand what we know from like your sours your dark beers your IPAs your lagers you know your pale you know type of like and your your funkier stuff yeah outside what if of we, that what does that look like yeah what if we I'm pretty sure I just covered everything. Yeah, yeah, I think you hit about everything that that could possibly be, and it's and that's the thing. Like you can make many variants of the same thing, but at the end of the day, it's you know five or six different things. Where where's the sort? Like how many how many variations of a sorghum beer could you make? Just adding that one different type of beer now adds so many more possibilities. And I think that's the call to action as we're wrapping this up because my laptop will die in four percent. Um, ah, yes. Is the call to action, you know, if you're if you're listening and you're a craft brewer or if you are a craft beer enthusiast and have connections to craft brewing, you know, challenge challenge your local like brewing companies, like talk talk to your local like beer spots and be like, what can you do that is outside of what we think of traditional craft beer? Like how how much do you understand the history of beer in Africa, beer in Mexico, beer like Central America, South America, and who could you bring in to also help with that? So it's not about appropriating a culture and their style of doing it, but it's how do you expand no. the world of craft beer? Yeah, because at the same at the same token, are are there people saying, "Oh, you're appropriating British culture by"? doing an IPA and now changing it around like there's and there's okay. also a way to respect it's it's the same thing with food you know it it's food and drink you know we have all of these different chefs that are creating something from a traditional recipe and they're kind of making it their own but at the end of the day they're respecting the culture that it comes from and that's the first step you don't just take something without understanding the culture that it came from and the significance of the drink or the food in that culture um and i, I was watching the hot ones with uh gordon ramsay Ooh, oh i want to watch that one so bad 
Dude, the ending is so fucking hilarious. In the link below. In the link, yeah. But he, he, like, the question was asked about, you know, taking different people, different cultures, foods, and what is, what is the, um, what is the responsibility of the chef there? And his answer was, you know, respect the culture that you're pulling from. Like, you know, that's number one. You, you, you have creativity, yes, but you need to respect the culture that, that dish is coming from to really get the full effect because if you don't if you don't you know if you don't respect the culture you're not going to really master the dish itself or in this case the brew itself and then you can't really do anything very uh significant with something that you haven't mastered and i think there's something there that we could touch upon later is what does that look like what does you could say you respect something, but what does actually respect in that culture? Yeah, look what does like? that mean? Does so that mean I, I go, think that's something yeah. we need to expand upon. But four uh, percent left of this uh, computer because I don't know how to plan. <laughs> plan, sh- right. plant, plants. Plan. That should be on here. Uh, I don't have anything queued up in here, so I had to hit one of these before we were done. Um, I'm excited. We're, the next episode, we're going to be talking about South. Uh, South America, South America and the uh, history of brewing in South America, especially the like pre non-whiteness, you know, that 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 whole conversation, all of that. Right. So thank you, everybody, for staying tuned. Uh, We are on Patreon as we are doing the Survey Monkey, uh, which is also in our link. We are kind of getting a better understanding on who's listening and different ways that we could provide better content for you, not just on these episodes but on our patreon so definitely check us out over there because that's about a shift there's going to be um, some new changes over there and you can support our, our we you can support us by getting us beer that is that's yeah that yeah get us Just get beer. us beer man that's it yeah and that that's going to change on the website too we're still looking for some people to join the team um there is one person out there that did send an application and we have yet to get back to you and i think that just also reflects how crazy this uh, show can be just for the three of us currently and doors on a little little break. So I just want to thank Chris for doing the research. Research to research on this episode was brought to you by Christopher Kissinger. Uh, production in, in, in concert with Anador though. And right. I, oh I, yeah, she definitely do, started it. She's, I do want to publicly uh, thank her for all the work she, she's been doing yeah. um, despite of circumstances. So Right. And then uh, production of this show is brought to you by Tyler Ellis Washington, LLC. I am Tyler Washington, thanking you for listening to this episode. And until next time. Peace. Was that a shameless plug? Was that a shameless plug? So shameless. Shameless plug. Shame, shame, shame.